Entrepreneur on Fire 935. John Lee Dumas and the WebinarCourse.com have arrived. Create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite. Make a lasting first impression with unique business cards from Moo.com. Moo's range of top-notch paper and exclusive design templates make it easy. For extra wow, try Printfinity. Print a different image on every card. Stand out with Moo.com. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate before someone else sweeps them off their feet. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Brennan Dunn. Brennan, are you prepared to ignite? You brought the first hot day of the year to Virginia, so yes, I am. Yes! <laughs> Brennan is a freelancer turned agency owner turned author, teacher, and software founder. Over the last three years, his work has helped over 25,000 freelancers learn the business of freelancing. Brennan, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world. Hey, what's up, John? And what's up, everyone out at Fire Nation? Uh, not too much. I'm having a, I launched my, my new course last week. So I'm kind of now gliding into, you know, making sure all the, uh, the site's working fine and everything else. But yeah, it's been pretty awesome. From what I hear in a little pre interview chat, it hasn't been that awesome of a winter for you in Virginia. No. The winter sucked, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, spring is happening. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of really interesting business things kind of on the horizon that I'm pretty stoked about. Well, Brandon, that's why I brought you on. Your name has been a buzz and I've really enjoyed everything that I've been seeing, tracking and following. I mean, that's one thing that I really like about you is the transparency, the honesty, the rawness at times. And, and that's what I want to get into today. But before all of that jazz, my friends, we do what I call the one minute mindset, which are five insights into your mind, which you take about a minute to answer each question. The first one being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? I'm pretty typically like a suburban dad. So it's usually coffee and breakfast with the kids and wife and then taking the kids to school. But after that, it's all focused on usually writing. So I don't do any, I don't check my email. I don't do anything really before noon. Um, just because I've, you know, when I look at my email and I look at like everything that I need to respond to or do, it just, it, it crushes my motivation. <laughs> so I, it's taken a while because I have a lot of customers kind of overseas who are doing stuff while I'm sleeping and I know there's stuff waiting for me, but, you know, not waking up to email is probably my ideal day. No, I love, I love how you said that. And I thought you were going to go with, it crushes my soul. Because <laughs> sometimes it can feel like I wake up on like a Thursday and if I had like gone networking the night before and if it's like 9 a.m., I just, the first thing I think of, oh, the weight of inbox right now, of my inbox is just crushing. And I just, the first thing I think about. So I, I hear you. My VA just kind of categorizes everything and then puts, has like an ASAP folder. So I have like a sub inbox and uh, she usually doesn't start until, you know, 11 a.m. my time. So it it's, gives me an excuse not to really look at my email. Oh, love that. So, Brennan, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I think my biggest weakness is kind of knowing how to shut down. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, we all know we should live and breathe. But, you know, live our business is our life for the most part, right? And um, 
I can't help but, you know, I'll be out. Let's say I'm out of the park or something with my kids. I'll check Twitter and I'll see like people that I look up to, friends of mine who are just producing stuff. And I'm always thinking like, you know, I should be out writing a blog post right now or I should be working on that thing I need to do instead of, you know, being with my kids. And I, I know this is wrong. Like I know, you know, I'm going to look back on my deathbed and, and cherish all the like all the opportunity I had to spend time with my kids. You know, I work from home. I get to hang out with my kids and wife all the time. But it's hard for me to kind of turn off from, uh, you know, the busyness, I guess, and, and kind of that need to always be on that that sort of hamster wheel, I guess, of uh, of doing something new. What's your biggest strength? Strength? This might sound strange, but it's probably going to be my background in the classics. So studied a lot of philosophy and, and literature in school and learning about why, like what makes humans tick? You know, what, what are kind of those philosophical or philosophical underpinnings that motivate people? That's probably, I mean, by far, like benefited more me more than re, like any technical course or anything I've taken. I mean, just knowing like, you know, kind of psychology has been huge for me. So have you got into stoicism at all? Yeah, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, the Stoics and love Plato, love Aristotle. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it, it's really like when they say nothing new is under the sun. It's so true in that like a lot of the kind of what you see re- being reinvented in self-help books and everything nowadays, it's all just kind of like riffs on things that the Greeks wrote about. <laughs> no, I love it. One of my favorite past interviews of EO Fires when I brought Ryan Holiday on to talk about his book, The Obstacle is the Way. And he kind of brings that modern view to stoicism with a lot of references. So Fire uh-huh. Nation, if you're like Brennan and myself who are just into that kind of stuff, definitely a great book to check out. It's The Obstacle is the Way. And Brennan, you have some good habits. We're going to talk about those. But what's a habit that you wish you had? I probably sound like a lot of people when I say I wish I was better at sticking to the kind of like the health and wellness stuff. You know, I used to be on a three times a week gym kick for a while, and then I got sidetracked by a bunch of travel and it just kind of screwed everything up. I'm getting back on that, back into it now. But it's it's one of those things where because I, I work from home and work-life balance is kind of, you know, it's it's always, I'm always kind of in my workplace. It's hard to kind of get out of the house, drive to the gym you know, do things like that. But um, that's probably if there's any bad habit of mine, it's it's definitely uh, and, you know, I, I fail a lot, I think, when it comes to sticking with uh, with kind of the health stuff. Well, Brennan, let me break it down for you. My friend Kristen Stryker has an app called 12 Minutes Athletes, and it's 12 minute workouts that you can do every day, three times a week from basically like a six foot circumference area. So if you have six feet, you can do these workouts and okay. you don't need to go to the gym. It's amazing. It's something. And it's that all I, like resistance training and stuff? It's resistance. It's squats. It's, it's nice. going, yeah, it's all that stuff you can do right there, but it's full body too. So definitely check it out. Yeah, I will. So Brennan, you have a lot of, lot of cool things going on. I, I kind of think I know what you're going to share here, but this is your interview, your answer. What's the one thing that you have right now that's going on? It has you most fired up. So it's actually something I haven't publicly announced yet. Oh, I guess so I'm doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I actually just broke ground on the third edition of my kind of my core product. Uh, and that is uh, double your freelancing rate. Ooh. And it's funny because, you know, I started this three years ago. It was a $29 ebook that I pre-sold and I created because I wanted to go to a conference that I couldn't afford to, to go to. I didn't budget for it. And my wife was like, you know, we don't have the funds to do that. 
So I told her, well, what if I can come up with that? And this was the first, really the first training product I ever did. It was this $29, $29 ebook that was all about how to price yourself as a freelancer. Well, you know, fast forward three years. Now it's a $300 course that has actually helped just over 6,000 people wow. learn how to charge more. So it's, it's definitely been like, blew my mind in terms of like, wow, like the emails I get about, hey, you've helped me be able to like afford to, you know, get married sooner or, or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> or take it, a honeymoon. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 been, it's been crazy. So I'm going to, every year I try to refresh it now. So just going to be adding a lot more, uh, probably a lot more video this time around. Um, with my last course, it was, it was a video course. And I kind of ditched the do-it-yourself mentality that I've had to up until now. And I hired a, uh, you know, a pro videographer and he did amazing work. So I'm going to, going to try to include a lot more of that, I think. Very cool. Well, what I'd like to do kind of now, Brendan, because you did bring this up is can you walk us fire nation through this evolution? Cause it's been quite the evolution with double year freelancing. And I really feel like our listeners who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, freelancers, for sure, small business owners, you know, they, they see what you've done over the last three years and hear that you've now sold 6,000 copies, not really copies, but I guess I should say access points to double your freelancing rates. Can you kind of walk us through what it looked like from that point where it was a $29 ebook? What happened the next three years to get you to where you are here today? It's actually really funny how it all started. I, I'm an engineer, right? So I'm a software geek. And I, I kind of used to think... I wasn't really that fond of kind of the whole training kind of part of the internet. And I, I started this SaaS product called PlanScope. And the support tickets I were getting, or I was getting, weren't always about the app. They were about like things like, you know, can you help me get clients? Or can you help me learn how to close this proposal or write it or whatever else? And it was funny because I, I started to realize that my job is is even as an as a app owner, was to help people get better at their business, was to help people build a better consulting business. And what ended up happening was my first product, W Freelancing Rate, was a direct response to support tickets that I was getting through my software as a service project management tool. And then from there, people kept asking me about, well, it's great that now I know how to sell people, but how do I find the leads to sell? So that led to my next product. And, you know, it's kind of from there, I, what I just started doing, to be honest, John, is I just started writing to my list weekly, new articles. And a lot of these would have call to actions like, you know, reply and tell me, did this answer, you know, a question of yours or what are you planning on doing as a result of this? And I would just eventually ended up with this Gmail label of thousands of emails where it's just dripping with like raw pain that people had. And I just felt that my where I where I excelled was either researching or responding to the pain points that my growing audience had. So just a lot of consistent content production is what I've done. I really love that alliteration dripping of raw pain. I mean, that to me, that speaks volumes of what we as entrepreneurs need to be on the lookout for. I mean, when we have emails and people are sharing with us their problems, their pain points, their obstacles, their challenges, we can take that on to provide solutions for them. Because if they're sharing these things with us, we're someone that they know, like, and trust. So, Brennan, they knew, liked, and trusted you, and you listened, and then you created the solution 
for this raw dripping pain that you just saw was so prevalent in these responses. And, you know, here you are 6,000 sales later, you know, with evolution upon evolution growing into what's now a $300 product. I mean, that's something you can hang your hat on. And, and Fire Nation it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen because of constantly keeping the eyes and ears attuned to that audience that Brennan was growing. And Brennan, we just kind of talked about an aha moment in a way, you know, about you, this light bulb went on for you and you were like, boom, this is where I can start and grow from there. I want to make some money, get to a conference. That's a great time. I want to have you now get raw with us and take us to a bad time. What I would actually ask you to do is take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and really tell us that story. I was a freelancer. This was about eight years or so ago. I was a freelancer and I started to grow my business. I got more work than I could handle and I started just adding employees. And eventually I got to, at the time, eight employees and we had a business downtown and, you know, an office downtown and everything. And it was going really, really great until I, I had two invoices outstanding for one client who booked about half of our team. And I called up the client and I said, you know, by the way, your, your first invoice is now late. And he said, oh, by the way, Brennan, um, meant to tell you, we ran out of money, so we can't pay you. Oof. But we're, you know, we're talking to more investors. And they owed me about 100 grand. So this was not, I mean you know, kind of this, this guy, me who got thrown into starting this agency, I, everything until then was great. Like people paid on time. We were getting projects when we needed them kind of on, you know, by accident in a way. And it was at this time that I realized, you know, I have a business now. I can't, this isn't like kid stuff anymore. Right. Like I need to, I need to be, I need to run this like a business. And that was, I mean, to be honest, being, going to your team and saying, by the way, I don't know if I can make payroll next week. That's a hard position to be in, especially when, you know, they don't care about the circumstances, right? Like that's not their concern. Their concern is they're an employee of yours and they should be getting paid biweekly. And here I am with this hundred grand, you know, liability that I'll never get paid on. And it was stress. I mean, I, it almost made me want to just quit it all and go back to the relative safe harbor of being an employee. Now, you shared that story, and as you were sharing it, you kind of made it sound like in some ways you had fell into this business, semi-unexpectedly, like you built this because of this demand that just kind of cropped up, and mm -hmm. next thing you knew, you had this guy just saying, oh yeah, Brendan, by the way, like kind of haphazardly, like, I can't, I can't pay you that 100K that we owe you, but you know, if we get some investor money in, like, we'll make it happen. Like, was it really that cavalier? Like, did he really make it sound that way? And because it seems like you almost blame yourself a little bit for not taking like a hard line business stance with that guy and maybe with that business and with all the business you, you were dealing with at that time. Am I, am I reading that correctly? Yeah. I mean, I, I blame myself in that I didn't set expectations correctly with my clients. Um, one of the things that he said after that was, well, you know, I'm risking everything on this business. You know, this is my, this startup is my, you know, I, I'm risking my house on it. And I remember telling him, I'm like, well, that's nice, but you're, you have everything to gain and everything to lose. I'm just the vendor. I'm, you know, we're the people building it. We're, we're the services company, right? Like we don't, we're not privy to that risk. That's not our, our concern. And it, it was just really, it was hard for me because at the time I went into business very naive. I know how to build websites. You know, I was very good at doing that, but I really had never learned how to build a proper business that you know, this is how this is how things work. And, and knowing that everything isn't always going to be 
you know, perfect or, or whatever else. This was, I guess, my biggest rude awakening in terms of business. And it almost set me running back to getting out of it all. So, Brendan, what I'm really kind of getting here, and, you know, this is kind of what I'm taking in, is that here you have this guy who was like, Brennan, like, I'm risking it all. Like, you should feel bad for me because, you know, like, I might lose everything. I got my house on this X, Y, Z. And then your mentality, which I agree with, is like, listen, buddy, like, you are doing that. And yeah, you might lose. And then you do lose that. But if you actually win, you're, you're like, you're going a hundred X. Like you get right, all the upside right. to the, to the reward. Whereas like me, I'm just a guy that's going to get paid for work that I'm providing you. And you know, so you're giving me all the risk and like none of the upside. Is, is that right? Oh, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, this wasn't an equity deal or anything. This is straight up. This was a cash deal. And, um, yeah, it was just, I, I didn't, what I learned going what I learned coming out of this rather was how important it is to really set expectations with your clients. Understand this is my role, this is your role, and this is how we work together. And I really didn't do that. You know, I went into running a business with that kind of employmentality of, I'm very good technically doing this. All I need to do is just have other people who can do this with me, and we can build something awesome for our clients. And that's all true, but I didn't give the business side of the equation enough concern. So, Brennan, you've built your reputation on really being the guy when it comes to freelancing and increasing your rates as freelancers. And I've really been a big fan and proponent of freelancing for a long time now, especially for our listeners, Fire Nation, who are looking to break into it. I mean, your first sidepreneur gig, you know, that first dollar you bring in, a great way to make that happen quickly is through freelancing. And some people are going to have successful careers as freelancers. They can choose their passion, be great in it, and make good money in it. So I love the whole idea of freelancing, the freedom it gives you to choose where you work, when you work, what you work on. And I know your course, Double Your Freelancing Rate, is powerful because, I mean, the 6,000 sales speak for itself. Just take like a minute or two minutes here and kind of take some of that knowledge, distill it down that you've learned, and share it with those listeners right here, Fire Nation, who are looking to make that first leap into freelancing or maybe are freelancing right now. Like, what can you say to us? The biggest takeaway from the course and the biggest takeaway really from my agency experience was that people do not hire you. They don't, they don't pay for websites. They don't pay for designs. They don't pay for whatever it is you technically do. And that's kind of counterintuitive, I think, to a lot of us, right? We, we think we build websites and we go and tell people we're website, you know, freelance website develop, developers or designers. But at the end of the day, the reason people buy, the reason businesses buy is they want you to get more customers for them or, you know, help them increase their online sales or whatever those are, those, those goals are, but they don't always bring that to the table, right? So I might think as a business owner, well, if I had a new website, maybe I'd get more sales. The smart and savvy freelance consultants are the ones who are selling the, that future of more sales and not just selling a commodity like a website. So I think a lot of us, we're technically very good at what we do, but we sell the commodity and we, we wonder, like, how, how are we ever going to compete against these $8 an hour people off of Odesk? <laughs> and it's, you know, a lot of people don't have a really easy way to justify that. And the example I love giving is this, which is imagine you're driving down the road and you need gas. And on the left side of the street, there's gas for $10 a gallon. 
And on the right side of the street, there's gas for a dollar a gallon. Like, which one would you buy, right? You're going to go for the cheaper one because gas is a commodity. So when you're selling design or you're selling programming or you're selling something commodity like that, you're going to get stuck in this kind of like race to the bottom, right? And that's why a lot of people struggle to charge more. And I know, I mean, in my own agency experience, when I learned this and I started to sell solutions rather than deliverables, that's when, I mean, we were able to get our team rate up to 10K a week. Wow. You know, each person in my company was billing 10,000 a week. Nowadays, when I consult, I'm doing more than 20,000 a week because I'm not selling the technicals of what I do, right? I'm selling, I'm looking at a business, I'm looking at what problems they have, and I'm looking at how these problems are affecting their finances. And I'm responding to that and finding a way, basically finding a way to build a bridge that goes from where they are to today to where they want to be tomorrow. And that I think is, there's one thing that I would advise anybody who does any sort of client work, learn what, why, you know, learn the pain behind the problem. The problem is they need a new website. What is the pain that is at the root of that and sell the fix to that? Don't just sell, you know, the technicals of what you do. And this, I mean, for me, this has been huge. Just when I started doing this with my own agency, we were selling more clients. Like it was easier to win work because we weren't selling the same product as everyone else. On top of that, we were able to charge a lot more because I was anchoring our costs against the upside. You know, what, you know, what would it mean for your business if we could increase your online sales by 10%? Well, based on what I know, you're looking at about, you know, this much more money this year. And therefore, our rate of 10000 a week is a no-brainer. And that's what we did. And that's, that's basically what I teach people to do now. And it's, it's, it's monumental. Like this mindset, mindset shift of going from, you know, I'm a commodity provider of some service. Yes, I'm technically very good at doing that. But I'm not focused on why people, like no one has ever cut a five-figure check because they want a website. Like when you, when you pay the people who work for you, um, you're not paying because you, you care about really the deliverables. You care about what those deliverables will enable for your business, right? So it's the same thing when like, the, I think the savvy consultants and the savvy freelancers are the ones who sell that. I love your phrase, building a bridge of where they are today to where they want to be tomorrow. And Fire Nation, if you can take that phrase, apply it to your business and build the bridge, be the bridge builder of that, that gap, fill that need, that void, that specific desire, that's how you're not just going to double, but now you're talking, you know, triple, quadruple, be that 10K, 20K bill per month, uh, per week, you know, that Brendan's built himself up to. So I just love that. And Brendan, we're going to be extracting some more golden nuggets from you, my friends, in the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. I know, looking for the best candidates to hire for your business can be tough. It's time-consuming, and at times it can be frustrating too. But this search is so important because as a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. And let's face it, posting your job in one place just isn't going to cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates. If you're looking for the best candidates to hire for your business, then look no further. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post a 100-plus job sites with a single click. Just post once, and within 24 hours, you're 
candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Did I already mention that ZipRecruiter has been used by over 300,000 businesses? And better yet, that you can try it right now for free? Yes, today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once more, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Tired of handing out the same old snoozy business cards everywhere you go? I get it. It's tough to stand out from the crowd when you're at an event or conference with hundreds or even thousands of other people. Moo to the rescue. Moo.com offers you a platform to create a business card that's truly unique. They've got a variety of styles and design templates to ensure your card will stand out from the rest, including everything from mini cars to triple thick luxe cars. I can hear their voices now. Wow, that's a unique card. But more importantly, that unique card is giving you the opportunity to have a lasting impression. Want to take it to the next level? Moo also offers you the ability to put a different image or text on every card with Printfinity. What? Now that's epic. Ready to stand out with rich, thick, lovely business cards? See and feel the difference with Moo. Visit Moo.com to create a business card that's as unique as you are today. That's M-O-O.com. Brennan, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Biggest thing for me was comfort. So I was in my early 20s and I was doing six figures a year as the technology director at, a, at an interactive agency. And life was good, right? Like, I mean, it was, I was newly married and everything was really going great. And then my wife got pregnant and she wanted to move up to Virginia, which is where her family was. So I had to leave everything I knew and move, which kind of forced me into freelancing because I didn't know any businesses up here. So I just started working with companies I already knew. And it was crazy because, you know, young wife, baby on its way, new house. Like this was on paper, like the worst time ever to (laughs) go out and like leave the safety of a salaried gig. But that's when I did it. And I'm glad I did because, I mean, at the end of the day, what it's enabled me is a lifestyle where I'm not you know, working nine to six and then commuting an hour each way to get to the work, you know, to the job. Instead, I'm able to work from home, go to my daughter's ballet recitals, drop them off, pick them up from school. I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the life I've wanted, but um, yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was just hard. I mean, when it's, it's hard to leave that kind of stability of getting paid every two weeks, a, a decent amount of money. Brian, you said life was good. And I really picked up on that because fire nation Sometimes the biggest enemy of great is good. good. Uh-huh. You know, we get comfortable. And when we get comfortable, we don't have to push the envelope and get outside of our comfort zone. And Brendan, you've gotten a lot of great advice, but what's the best advice you've ever received? I think the best advice I received when it comes to my business, at least, was when I, I went down the path of building my own products. And I, you know, as being somebody technical, I'd always kind of dabbled in creating little quote unquote startups and having them fail. And it wasn't until I I actually took a class, I don't know if you know her, by by Amy Hoy called 30 by 500. Oh yeah, I've had her on. Okay, this was I think about four or five years ago. And one thing stood out from that, and that was this idea that the easiest way to sell anything is to help somebody make more money or lose less money. And if you can do that and you can convince somebody that your product does that, it's that's how you sell. And before that, I was building all these interesting apps, right? Like I built a Airbnb for homemade meals, thinking that would be awesome. It would do, you know, scale huge and 
everything else, but it what uh it just it was dead on arrival. And it wasn't until I started like with my software product to build an app that helped people have better clients and make more money with good project management software that it, it you know it just started working. Like my products were actually being bought. And you can even tell now, like double your freelancing rate. It's very focused <laughs> on the outcome, right? It's very focused on buy this. What would what would two xing your income mean for you as a freelancer, right? Like, I mean, Massive. that's and that's how I sell it. It's not about like the freelancer's guide or you know something ambiguous like that. It's very specific, even in the title. Brennan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Big thing that I've been loving is uh, Slack, which is a oh, kind yeah. of like a team chat thing. But uh, it's 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 been great. I mean, I'm in probably about 10 Slack accounts now. It's kind of like they're my masterminds and <laughs> it's, it's just been, it's, it's a great tool. And if you haven't used it before, um, think of a chat program that also supports integrating with everything along with file uploads and, and things like that. I've actually started moving all of the things that usually would go to email, like sale notifications or support tickets to private Slack channels oh, wow. that I'm in. And this way I'm able to minimize my email overhead. And I just, you know, some channels are, will ping my phone. So like if it's a big sale or a, you know, support ticket or something, it'll notify me, but others are more passive and it's, it's been pretty nice. Love that. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great things, Fire Nation, about Slack. And Brennan, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? One of my favorite books that I've read recently is uh, Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross, if you've read it or not, but, um, it's basically, it's the story of Salesforce and it's how they sold their accounts and how they, how they were able to build up this kind of predictable pipeline of work. And even though nowadays I don't really do any high touch sales, a lot of what the book advocates, you know, follow up and kind of these like different touch points mm -hmm. for your customers is directly applicable even to lower touch product sales. So um, it's been a, it was really good read. And um, yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, I actually listened to the audio version of it and it was okay. phenomenal in Fire Nation. Guess what? I know you love audio too. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Brennan, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So the first thing I would do is I would probably go to like meetup.com and find some sort of networking event that was coming up that week. And I would go there and just spend the day listening to people, like listen to people who own businesses, what business problems do they have? Just listen to them talk to me about their problems. And then from there, I would just kind of retreat back afterward, reflect on those and, and contact these people saying, you know, hey, you were telling me about this crazy like problem you're having using Excel to run your business. I've got some ideas for you. Can I bounce them off you? And again, always focused on solving those problems and pains, right? Same thing applies for consulting. And, uh, and I mean, basically from there, I would try to land a few clients because let's face it, consulting and freelancing is probably... In terms of getting money, a lot of money quickly, it blows just about you know every every other model out of the out of the water. I think 
because um, you can literally go from nothing to a five or even six figure check pretty quickly. So I would get a first, my first few clients. And then my goal from there would be to come up with some sort of outcome focused retainers that I could convert them to, which would then give me that recurring revenue. And uh, I then get to work basically productizing them. So make selling them more like products instead of time. And uh, hopefully the rest would be history and I'd have a thriving consulting business. I love how easily you just break it down to how you can actually create something of value for somebody. And Fire Nation, it really can be that easy. Don't complicate things. And Brennan, let's end today on fire, my friend, with you sharing that one parting piece of guidance. Best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. If there's anything, whether whether you're selling consulting to clients or selling an ebook to thousands of people, the biggest thing, and I think this kind of is a big takeaway from what we discussed today, is just focusing on the problem being solved and the way you're solving it and, the, and what tomorrow would look like basically for the buyer, for the client, for the customer. And uh, as long as that kind of permeates everything you do, you know, you use that pain in your marketing you use that the the upside in the way that you sell, then uh, you'll have a better business and your customers will get better results. And if you want to find me, the best way to find me is probably at my website, doubleyourfreelancing.com. I actually have slash fire. And uh, if you go there, I actually have a, a nine day or nine lesson uh, pricing course that covers a lot of what we just covered. Just breaks it down into very actionable steps. Awesome. And Brennan, what's your middle name? Joseph. Okay, perfect. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with BJD and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Brennan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about, the links to Brennan, to his book recommendation, resources, you name it, it's there, and He has something pretty cool for you, Fire Nation. Doubleyourfreelancing.com slash fire. Go check it out. Make it happen. And Brennan, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thanks, John. Launching a new business? Today's sponsor of the show is 99designs. 99designs makes it easy to get your business off the ground with quality, affordable designs. To get your logo, business card, mobile app, website design, and more, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Ignite.